Before we get to this episode of Transmission Times, I wanted to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. It's called Shelter in Place. And in essence, it's one woman's audio diary during this pandemic. But Laura uses life with COVID as a springboard to talk about past experiences and a wide variety of topics. The episodes have made me laugh, made me cry, and have made me feel like somebody gets what I'm going through. I hope you'll give it a listen. Here's a glimpse of what Shelter in Place sounds like. This is Shelter in Place, a podcast about finding daily sanity in a world that feels increasingly insane. I'm Laura Joyce Davis. Each day, in the amount of time it takes to enjoy a good cup of coffee, I share stories that are helping me survive right now. Stories that live in the tension between joy and grief that remind us that even when we're at our worst, we're not alone. I hope you join me for Shelter in Place on Apple Podcasts, Acast, or wherever you listen. And now, on to our episode. This is the Transmission Times. What are we doing, Thomas? Are we showing Charlie Brown the chicks? Today is May 6th. It's a Saturday morning, and we're on a farm in New Hampshire on the seacoast. You can pick one up if you want. Just be very gentle. And we just got a hundred baby chicks yesterday, so we're out feeding them. Should we give them some feed? We have a dairy farm and we also raise vegetables and some hens for laying eggs and some pigs. The chick feed and this one. We have had a drastic increase in the amount of customers and sales that we've been seeing through the farm store. And there was also a home delivery program that was started right when the pandemic hit. And we're on board with that and we're selling yogurt and cheese through that program. And it's just kept us really busy and kept us on our toes. Today's Mother's Day, so I'm just thinking about my mom. Yeah, I've really missed being able to see her. I ride a motorcycle and um, this time of year, especially when we start getting these beautiful spring days, I will hop on the bike and go up there for a day or two. It's about an hour and a half, hour and a half's ride. And I really miss that. Not just seeing my mom, but just the whole experience of gearing up, getting the bike ready, packing my overnight things, maybe planning a stop along the way at a state park or a county park, um, having snacks for that stop, maybe doing a hike. And I guess the state parks up up in Wisconsin are open, but all the restrooms are closed. Which is kind of a pisser. No pun intended. I was going to have flowers delivered to my mother-in-law up in the Phoenix area, and I couldn't get flowers delivered to her. And I told my husband, I said, you know, we could just drive up there and deliver flowers ourselves. I mean, wouldn't be any less safe for us to deliver them than a stranger. And so we did that. But 
we were very surprised they wanted us to come in. They're both at risk and they, I think, are just really, you know, going stir crazy and wanted us to come in. So we went in. It's one of just two days in the last few weeks since the lockdown began that my partner and I and my son have been able to spend the whole day together. Usually because we're spreading our working days over seven days in the week at the moment, we're not both off work at the same time. So it's been really nice and really relaxing just to have the whole day together as a family. And we went on a really nice walk in the countryside near where we live. I'm beginning to reevaluate, like, what are the things that I want to keep from this time that we've had? The closeness with me and my children, the slowdown, the ability for me to just sit with them and hear them and see them and realizing that I wasn't always doing that before. I was really caught in that busyness of life, of the hustle of moving from one place to another constantly. And they were away from me all day at school. And so I often would say like, I wish I knew what they were thinking. And now I feel like I do. I feel like I do. And that's been really extraordinary. And I just feel like I don't know what that's going to look like, but I don't want to lose that again. Celebrations and holidays will be able to happen at a later date, hopefully. Whereas it's the time together as a family and the day-to-day things that I feel like I'm missing. For example, I'd usually be taking my son to visit the library or to go to a singing and play group that he really enjoys. We can't do any of those things at the moment and I feel like he's only going to be this age once and I can be prone to feeling like I'm missing out on his life. And then I have to remind myself that of course that's not true we're not doing those things but we are doing other things together like going for long walks and going out on our bikes together which instead of doing those things just once a week now we're doing them three or four times a week and I'm, I'm really enjoying that. So it's important to remember the things we're gaining as well. So woke up this morning and my husband said he felt terrible. He said he felt like he had a 300-pound weight on his chest and was having trouble breathing. 
and I took his temperature. It was over 100, but he just had drank some water and he didn't keep it in his mouth very long because he was having trouble breathing. And so I took him into the emergency room this morning. When we got there, there was a tent set up, like a temporary lobby in front of their main entrance to the emergency room. And everybody was dressed in PPE. They had um, like a hand washing station that you see outside of porta potties when you're at a festival. And they let him go in, but they wouldn't let me go in. Um, so I had to go back home. I don't know what I was thinking. I just fully expected to go in there with him. I was just dropping him off so he didn't have to walk. My childhood really good friend's father had Parkinson's and was being transferred from one facility to another. Um, He wasn't doing super great, but he got COVID and he passed away and he was a really awesome person. The result we're not going to find out is whether he has COVID-19 because they're not going to test him. I'm just really surprised that here we are, supposedly the richest country in the world, and we don't have tests to test the people that go into hospitals sick. Once this lockdown started, I kind of took on all the things, all the changes, and I said, okay, this is what we have to do, and we can work it out, and we can be okay. But I haven't foreseen all the small changes that kind of go into something like that, not just the big ones. All the things we did before influenced us, like maybe going to a grab a coffee and chatting with a friend or even seeing more people on the streets or going out somewhere and not thinking about distancing yourself from others like all these things that are different now we kind of don't know what effect they have on us the fact that they changed my husband is home from the hospital they did not test him and they did not diagnose him. And they did not keep him, even though the doctor said that normally he would have kept him overnight just to be on the safe side. They didn't keep him because they wanted to protect him from getting COVID. So my husband is not getting the care that he would normally have gotten because of COVID-19. So. He's gone back to in the chair with a computer on his lap, doing his distance work, and I'm out in the yard working off my anger in the garden. The biggest thing that happened this week was it was VE day, and so we had a socially distanced street party. And we live in a cul-de-sac. And there's actually quite a few houses. I'm not quite sure how many, 20 or so. And so we all had our picnics out on the lawn. And then we went around and talked to people. I only managed about half the road because the children wanted to stay at home. But there's quite a few people over 70, over 80 in the road. 
and someone played music at the end, someone who plays in a band, playing some of the old songs and they were singing along. And a lady who's 89, she's going to be 90 soon, told her daughter that it was the best event that had happened in our road in the 50 years that she'd lived here. I had a birthday a few weeks ago in quarantine and it was hard for my mom to send me something in the mail, but we're a big cake family. Cakes are really important, especially on birthdays. And my mom found a way to send me a gluten-free, dairy-free, incredibly decadent, amazing chocolate cake. And I live with a couple of housemates and that evening we ate chocolate cake and I drank really good whiskey and we played games and it was a moment where so grateful for food but also so grateful for a moment where you just hang out with people and exist and joke and I feel like that's not something that happens very often for a lot of people. And I'd like to say a huge thank you to Becky and Thomas, Alicia, Diane, Laura, Christina, Sandy, Gemma, and Catherine, whose voices are coming to you from New Hampshire, Maine, Arizona, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Romania, and the U.K. The Transmission Times Project is collecting audio diaries from people like you during this pandemic so that we can create an archive to document this moment in history. If you'd like to join the Transmission Times and add your voice and your story to the archive and possibly be on the podcast, we'd love to have you. Please sign up at transmissiontimes.org slash join. That's transmissiontimes.org slash join. I'm Katie Semro. This is the Transmission Times. Lost everything you tried.